interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt regarding video games, comics, cosplay, and all things nerdy. Uh, with me in the recording room tonight is Jesse. Yo. Um, the sponsor of Hearts this week, in honor of Kingdom Hearts three, finally, finally getting released is Donald Duck. Donald Duck. I wish. And I his do- tendency to show up fifteen minutes late to the party, dead. Dead. I <laughs> listen. I would always hear. Yeah. And then I'd be like, he's dead. <laughs> Well, I remember that that brief moment where I live streamed the first, like, three hours of Kingdom Hearts or something. Like, every now and again, oh, Donald's dead again. Again. And it's always him. Like, Goofy's- I guess, to be fair, Goofy has a shield, right? So, like- Goofy gets knocked out quite a bit, and, like, Donald's, like, the squishy wizard character. That's true. Um, so Goofy probably has better defense, because he's, like, a knight or whatever, but still. I can't believe we get to talk about the defense stats of Goofy. (laughs) I hate video games. <laughs> video games are a mistake. <laughs> I love that one Twitter post that goes around every now and again where it's that screenshot of Jensen. It's like, Chip and Dale are examining the blah 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 and that you found. And so it's just like, excuse me, good morning, I hate video games. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is so goddamn popular. It makes a lot of sense with the context that Disney... I mean, Disney's popular in America, but it's, like, crazy popular in Japan. So, like, it makes sense in that it was only a matter of time before Japan was like, can can we can we collab to Disney? And then, like, not that Final Fantasy isn't still absurdly popular, but at the time it was even more absurdly popular. Yeah. So, so it makes a lot of sense. It just seems out of left field. It, and it's real fucking weird. It's so like, weird. Like, the fact that it makes sense doesn't mean that it's not weird. It's so weird. It haunts I me. just... I'm glad that they reworked the art style a little bit for the for the Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, I've seen screenshots of, the, of Kingdom Hearts 3 Pirates of the Caribbean. It doesn't look nearly as awful as it did in Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> God, the graphics have gotten so much better. Yeah. I was thinking- And they, like, managed to work in the- Because, I mean, the- One of the main issues with, um, Pirates of the Caribbean in Kingdom Hearts 2 was the color scheme. Yeah. Because it's, like, all gray, and then there's Goofy in bright green standing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> You know what really bothers me is that I learned that uh, Goofy's last name is Goof, so now yeah. I'm real upset. Like, I guess I never thought about it that hard, because Max Goof is Goof. Max Goof, right? But, like, his name is yeah. Max, so it doesn't bother me, but then Goofy Goof, really? <laughs> <laughs> Goofy Goof, starring, starring Kingdom Hearts 3, starring Goofy Goof and Donald Duck. And Kira, Sora, fuck, fuck me. And Roxas. And Roxas. Wait, Kyrie is her name. I'm. I know. No. I know a little girl named Kyrie. Um, okay. Yeah. I know a couple of like I've I've seen that name come up. 
a couple times, and I suspect it is at least partially because of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I absolutely- these people are, um, very nerdy inclined, so, like, I assume that, like, I mean, I'm assuming, but I'm assuming hard that their daughter is named after Kyrie from Kingdom Hearts. It's a cute name. To her, that is a cute name. Yeah. yeah. Like, when they were like, oh, Kyrie. If you spell like, it a little differently. My, my fists know. clenched, and I was like, Kyrie, that's so kind of cute. <laughs> It was like when, like, oh god, when people started naming their son Naruto, though, and I'm like, oh man, this is Cloud was a popular name for a little while too in the '90s, I believe. I don't know what I would do if I met a child named Cloud. Like, I have a feeling that a lot of those kids named Cloud are going by something else right now. I'm sad because I would definitely go by my middle name in that case. I know an Anakin <laughs> as well. Oh, that poor, that poor man. You know what's funny is I think that's his second name, but I think his first, I think that's his middle name, but I think his first name is the same as somebody else, so he goes by Anakin, um, but... Okay, that's, that's fair, but like, he's, yeah, if you're aspiring parents, the middle name is where you put your goofy nerd shit, unless, like, the goofy nerd name is, like, a normal-sounding name, but if you want to name your well, kid Anakin, maybe make that a middle name. I, I I was confused as fuck when my friend started talking about her brother, and I was just like, "Excuse me, like Anakin Skywalker." <laughs> my brother Anakin. Yeah, I was like, "What?" Um, her name is based off of a D and D expansion, so it's like a whole, it's a saga of people <laughs> with dope names, and I cannot talk because I am named after an Anne Rice novel, so. But you also have, like, a normal human name that lots of people have. That's true. But, like, the origin story of my normal human name is entirely... Because I share a name with a lot of fictional characters, but it's also, like, a very generic English name. I'm surprised Anne Rice didn't sue my mom upon my naming. (laughs) You're not wrong. We can't talk about Anne Rice too much or else she'll sue the podcast. Yeah. If you say her name too much, she appears and sues you. She's like Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, you should Google Anne Rice sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and learn about the sad story of the people who just want to write about her vampires fucking and, like, cannot. Not allowed. And also people who have just written reviews about her book, like, they write professional reviews about anybody's book, and then have been doxxed. <laughs> it's so scary. I have fears. It's so- The proto-internet was a wild time. God, it sure fucking was. Like, live journal era? It's oh weird. Oh my god. I could tell stories about the live journal era. My life on live journal. That- Fuck! Can I write that book? We're just- we're just that meme of the extremely tired guy holding a cigarette right now. Yeah. Oh, God. And on um, back when Tumblr exploded and there was, like, this big discussion about whether AO3 was okay or not. And I'm just like, AO3 is, like, fan-created. And so if you have a problem with the coding, you can go work on it. Secondly, like, they have so many tags in place. And now they have exclude functions. So I can type in that I don't want to fucking read about piss. And it will filter out the piss and (laughs) like and i'm like you don't fucking know the fear 
and like Russian roulette it was for me to read fan fiction on Live Journal, and then the Great Live Please Journal. Don't <laughs> Please don't flame my lemon. Please don't flame my lemon. Like fanfic.net is just a fucking wild west of fan fiction. Like there's just so much these kids don't know, and I absolutely Master of the Universe, the precursor to Fifty Shades of Grey, was published on fanfiction.net. God damn. What I mean. Mm-hmm. So was, um, there are several, like, like, long fics that are kind of notorious now that were published on fanfiction.net. Yeah, that Draco Malfoy one that I don't remember the name of. My Immortal. My Immortal. I believe. Cool. And, like, so, by the way, the the Draco Malfoy one that I was referencing is not My Immortal, it is a different one that I, I just can't remember the name of it. God. We are, uh... We are we are off topic, but since it's two of us, we can do what we want. Yeah. <laughs> and also, because I want you all to have... Is that, is that picture of Ben Affleck smoking? Is that who it is? I, maybe. I don't know. A lot of actors working today look the same to me. <laughs> oh, God. Who the fuck is this actor? I'll be real embarrassed. It sure fucking is. <laughs> okay, A miserable is gallery right. of Ben Affleck smoking. <laughs> <laughs> i've been seeing that picture a lot recently because uh vic Mignana is back in the discourse tm uh recently oh yeah and so people people are like somebody mentions vic Mignana and all all of the cosplayers over the age of 20 are making that face <laughs> yeah and every time i see that now too i just hear that's- Did you see the video where Snake's smoking? Uh, we're way off topic here, but did you see the video of Snake smoking and that song's playing and then he gets hit by a Jeep? Let's <laughs> <and gets laughs> no! see if I can find it again. It's so funny. Thank you for your service to this country. <laughs> but anyway, shall we move on to the pre-salts? Yes. <laughs> Okay, I'll start with my cosplay stuff. Um, I started working in earnest on my Songbird cosplay because a lot of my materials came in. And um, I, so I had to get like a little uh, mini top hat. I haven't taken any pictures of this or anything, but I had to get a little mini top hat with like alligator clips on it for the hat. Yes. That's part of the costume. And so I'm like, that one came from eBay, so it didn't have like a shipping number or anything and i was just like well it's it's gonna get here sometime within the next couple of weeks hopefully um you know how it be with 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 ebay yeah um (laughs) so i was running sophia ex with my link shell friends on final fantasy 14 and we were in between attempts and i was like hold on i just got like a notification on my phone that some packages were delivered to my front door so i opened it up and there's the one that I was expecting. And then there's another one that was just like almost perfectly round. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this? And so I open it. And basically what happened is that they put this little top hat in there. And in order to stop it from being crushed, they had like vacuum sealed it and pumped it full of air. So it was just like <laughs> encased in this bubble. And I'm like, how do I how do I open this? And so I eventually just had to get some scissors and cut the bag and it like popped really loudly. And that's how I squawked on discord and scared all my link shell friends. But, uh, (laughs) 
It was like right in the middle. Somebody was saying something, and then I squawked, and everybody went quiet. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> but um, I'm just waiting for my main purple uh, sateen fabric um, so I can make like the jacket. And I'm also going to cover the hat with that fabric because the one that I bought is uh, bright fucking red. Uh, it's real ugly. <laughs> But I've got, like, all the ruffles for the hat done and, like, the bow tie pieces and everything. I'm going to be a fucking pro at gathering fabric by the time this costume's done. There's so many ruffles in it. Like, holy shit. I hate gathering fabric. I don't like it very much um, either because I can't usually gather it evenly and then my makes fun of me. Mine's a little bit lumpy, but I can live with that. Um, The... uh, I got the white skirt constructed, and I haven't taken any pictures of it because I think it looks ugly. Uh-huh. But I think, I think I'm being unfair. Um, so I'm gonna. Well, first of all, I'm gonna add a couple layers to my petticoat, and then I'm gonna finish the black skirt that goes over top of it because I think that's gonna hide a lot of sins, you know. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm probably I'm probably just being unfair. You know how it is. Yeah. You're always your own worst critic. And I'm not used to making big poofy skirts and ex- like exceptionally girly costumes, so I'm just like, eh, it looks weird because I'm not. It's not my normal look, so I to speak. I also know like a historian, historical. Well, I there's two people I watch, and one is like an actual historical who only sews historically, like with the same materials and like tools and whatever as. Um, the people at the time but I also know one girl who just like mostly does costuming and stuff and that's her interest and sometimes like just historical pieces without all the stuff on them look so fucking ugly and like a big part of those is she makes a lot of like gowns right like evening gowns yeah and she she just um she's right now she's working on a I want to say 17th century or 18th century um it's like a French court dress. Anyway, so she's like, um, she's like, I will hide my sins with like six million ruffles. And, um, and the ruffles are the sin. Yeah. In my situation. <laughs> listen, it's going to look awkward because we're off- Listen. Yeah. And also a lot of the skirt's going to get covered up by the jacket. Uh, there's only like a couple of inches of it actually visible on the costume. So, hopefully, the black fabric and the coat will hide a lot of sins. Um, but I'm excited about the hat, and I'm excited about the boots. That's like, I'm waiting for the boots to come in. That's the other thing that's coming from eBay, that it's like, is is it gonna arrive? Who knows? Um, but they're very cute, and I'm, they're very simple in the game. They just have a couple of, like, gold cord Chinese diamond knots on the side. So I'll be able to wear them in public. It'll be great. Um, it's always, it's always good to have, um, multi-purpose cosplay boots, because it kind of sucks when you're like, I can only wear this if I'm wearing these costumes, but, um, yeah, yeah, work, hard at work on that, ruffles are bad, and I hate I'm them, I'm looking but at the cosplay right now, out. if you're wondering what I'm, what if you heard Oh, the, it, yeah, it's the songbird attire from yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen in pastel purple is the closest color I could find in-game. Um, so of course, that's a Mog Station only item, and you have to pay real dollars to get it. So, so either I do that, or I just get the closest I can in game and live with the consequences, um, which is also fine. 
but yeah, still working on that. It's going to be cute in the end when it all comes together. I just need to be more forgiving of my ruffle mistakes. I mean, aren't you also um, probably going to end up wearing like a petticoat under it unless you mock well, it the over the petticoat? Petticoat, the petticoat's underneath the skirt on the mannequin right now, and I'm not sure if it's just not puffy enough or if more the skirt's poof. just ugly. Yeah, I'm going to add more poof. I want to see if that helps. Oh, I'm clapping. I've only ever made like one other petticoat in my life, so I don't really know what I'm doing. But um, worst case scenario, I start from scratch and make a hoop skirt which I've also never done before, but there's lots of tutorials online. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but aside from that, um, I got to level 70 on white mage. So I'm like, I'm going to level up another healer. And my options are scholar and astrologian. And I pick scholar and not going to lie. I pick scholar because leveling up scholar also means that you're leveling up summoner at the same time. So it's two for the price of one. <laughs> Cause, um, when you play astrologian, astrologian, what the fuck is it called? Uh, Arcanist. You can branch off and you unlock both summoner and scholar. And it's kind of, it was kind of an afterthought that Square Enix didn't really think through. So when you level up, uh, you could just get Arcanist experience points and it levels up both of them at the same time. So then you end up with a level 70 class you've never even touched before. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I was um, about to say perfect. <laughs> um, I kind of hate it. I kind of don't like scholar. Um, but I'm trying to reserve judgment because I know that a lot of classes get to be more fun after you hit level 50. Hmm. So I'm just gonna, I'm going to reserve judgment, but it's kind of like, so white mage is a really reactive healer. You have like heal over time spells that regen, but then also like somebody gets hurt, you heal them. Um, the problem with white mage is that there's not a lot of like damage mitigation skills. You have like one shield. Yeah. Um, and that's, you don't have any kind of, like, defensive stuff. Scholar is pretty much all that. And you also have a fairy that you can summon that ba can basically solo heal um, most of the dungeons below, like, level 30 or something. Um, but up upwards, up to, like, Brave Locks, which is a level 32 dungeon. So it's you're just kind of, like, letting, for the most part, especially in the early dungeons, you're just kind of letting Eos do all the healing for you while you cast, like attack spells and i'm like if i wanted to play dps i would play dps but <laughs> oh. but um i again like a lot of the cool spells are coming up after level 50 so hopefully things will get better i know playing white mage got a lot more fun after level 50 mm. um but i also liked white mage pretty much right away so that's why i'm kind of like this sucks um but i'll give it i'll give it a chance it'll be fine I'm still going to level it to 70, even if it sucks. Um, and then other than that, I did uh, a couple of EX trials. I um, had like an interesting intersections of my two friends groups on Final Fantasy XIV, because I was hanging out with my um, friend from offline, um, who I'm just going to call IRL them by their character friend. name. My IRL friend. I'm going to call them by their character name, which is Karu. Um, so Karu... And I are hanging out, and we did um, a trial roulette, and we got Sophia, the goddess, normal. And uh, she was kind of talking about how the EX trial version works. And I was like, oh man, um, I really need to get Ravana and Bismarck EX done, just so I can get the quests off my quest log. for Because for a while they were making the like, quest markers where you're like, 
okay, defeat so-and-so EX and trial and duty finder. Like, well, that's not going to happen for six to eight months. So it's just going to sit there and annoy me, a completionist that wants it out of the log. Um, and she's like, let's do it. And I'm like, uh, right now? She's like, yeah, right now. Let's just do it. And there was only two of us. So she's like, we should probably get at least one other person. And I was like, let me ask my link shell. So I got two people from my link shell to join us. And then another um, friend of Caru's, who's in the our free company, uh, mm-hmm. also joined us. And those two friends, we go. So we did we did a Ravana and Bismarck, and those are pretty easy. But then we Caru's like Nidhog, and I'm like, all right, fine, we'll do Nidhog EX, whatever. Link shell people, do you want to bail? They're like, no, and I'm like, all right, let's do it. And my two IRL friends are like in the chat all caps screaming fist me daddy nidhog and my two link shell friends are like ah (laughs) (laughs) that's like especially funny if they're used to you too like yeah i i mean don't talk like that yeah like i'm like maybe i don't know k that well but i get the feeling that k would never leave fist me daddy nidhog in the chat no definitely not and like and so i don't really talk like that and like they don't really talk like that um they'll make slightly crude jokes sometimes but nothing like what these two friends can can do if they if they're really going off and they're, yeah they're just talking about getting like fisted by nidhog the entire time my two link shell friends are like okay <laughs> and i kind of like and i just didn't say anything like other than maybe lol once in a while because i just i just wanted to poker face my way through this weird friend group interaction and make it seem like absolutely nothing was wrong and you're the weird one for thinking my friends are weird what are you talking about (laughs) and i kind of half expected that they were gonna like log off and i was gonna log on the next day and they're gonna be like so um who are those two people that we did nidhog ex with last night because (laughs) <laughs> but they didn't they didn't bring it up which is even weirder <laughs> maybe they're just like you know what we can't judge you yeah they're like all right well only that's god fine. can judge you yeah um your tattoo says only god can judge you and yet here i am <laughs> um and then the other ex one i did was i did sophia with some of my link shell buddies where they were like hey there's room for two more and sophia and i was like well i haven't unlocked but i haven't played it um is that okay and they're like yeah it'll be fine um so i hopped in there as bard uh and they're kind of that one has a lot of mechanics sophia has like a, a tilt mechanic where she um will the board will tilt and you'll just like slide off and if you're not far enough up on one side of the bar you'll just the board you'll just slide off the board and die right. um and it can get, it's backwards, apparently, of what it is in the normal version. But then also, like, Sophia EX makes you do math. Because there's a part where nope, some I'm meteors out. fall. Yep. You, there's some meteors fall. And if it's an odd number, it's one side of the board. I don't remember if it's left or right. But it's one side of the board. And then if it's an even number, it's the other side of the board. And then if it's, like, two or four, then it, or, th- like, one or three... Then it's a, or maybe it's three or five. I don't fucking remember. This is a lot to remember. Um, but if it's like a small number, then it's a gentle tilt, and you don't have to be as far up the board to survive it. But if you, um, if it's like a high number, then you have to be right up against the edge, or you will die. I mean, and I'm just like, 
I, how do you, do you have to count them? Yeah. You just have to count them as they're falling. Yeah. That's what, that's the, I mean, like I can quickly like remember what's even and what's odd off the top of my head, but like counting and running, I'm, I'm hello. The guy that was, the guy that was calling the shots was really quick at it. And I think they also are in like a, a visual pattern. I didn't really get a good look at them because I was so busy trying to keep track of everybody else. But I think they're in like a vis- visually distinct pattern where you can look and be like, that's three. Yeah. Um, so that, that would, if that's the case, that would be extremely helpful. Yeah. Um, and Final Fantasy XIV is pretty good about stuff like that with their mechanics. Like a lot of repeating mechanics will have obvious visual cues that are the same across multiple boss fights. Um, mm. So at least there's that. But I remember they're explaining this to me before the fight. And I was like, is this a- okay, so I've been hearing a lot of complaints about this boss where people are like, ugh, I can't believe this game is making me do math. Is that this? And they laughed and they're like, yeah, it's this one. <laughs> or the one in the city of Revanastre. And I'm like, okay, great. Apparently the one in Revanastre makes you like know what a prime number is, which sounds tough. But um. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you what a prime number is right now. I have, like, an idea of what that means. It's not divisible by two? It's not divisible. I think it's only divisible by itself. Okay. Or maybe or maybe not even that. It's, it's not oh. divisible by anything other than one. Like, hey. three is a prime number. Not not to uh, not to make us look like bimbos, but yeah, we both look like idiots right now. I'm sorry, but um, when math a number, is hard. When a number uh, has more than two factors, it is called a composite number. Here are the first few prime numbers. That doesn't fucking help me. That doesn't help me. Two, three. Math is hard. Um, I oof. Okay, a prime number or a prime is a natural it's a whole number, number greater than one whose only factors are one in itself. So yeah, two, three, five, seven, okay. etc. Okay. Okay. So I was on the right track, but I fucked it up. <laughs> we were so fucking. I I was just like, excuse exposed. Me. exposed. Kay and Jesse are bad at math. <laughs> Don't look at us. <laughs> Don't look at us. Look away, child. <laughs> you yeah, want that... me to recite the beginning of the Iliad by heart? <laughs> Got you. You want me to know what a prime number is? I'm sorry. It just disappears. Want me to cite, to cite obscure true crime facts? I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everybody um... has different skills. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm learning, though, with the EX trials that there's, like, two different kinds, and one is the same as hard, but more. Um, so that's, like, Titan, and Ifrit, and Ramu, and Thord and EX, where they have the same mechanics, they're just way harder. <laughs> um, but then there's ones that are, like, significantly different, like Ravana, I noticed, was... Because I, I, like, I understand Ravana hard. I That's one of the few boss fights where I'm like, I know how to beat this fight, I understand the mechanics, like... Okay, he jumped up in the air, so you have to go out and then back in. Like, I know, I know, I know that one. It was very different in EX. I was yeah. so confused. <laughs> but, um, like, I spent a day farming Thord in EX and was able to do hard mode basically with my eyes shut. It felt like when I got it in, in Trial Roulette, and I, like, I got that one now. Um, because they're the same, just more. But, yeah, I mean, it was just a whole lot of Final Fantasy XIV. I'm going to talk about it more in the salt because that's that's what I do. Um, 
But yeah, that's my pre-salt. All right. Sorry, I was looking up this weird thing that's on my hand. I'm not even going to lie. Oh, no. I'm not even going to lie. Because <laughs> it's okay to tell everyone. Um, I have like a super fear of ringworm because I got it once and now my entire life I fear it. Like any weird scaly rash on my skin anywhere at all. I'm like, it's ringworm. It it just is. And my mom's like, no, it's absolutely not. And 90% of the time it isn't, but I live in fear. Okay. You know, everybody has that one thing that happened to them and now forever they have like a fear of it. And there's like a weird thing on my hand that I think it's just dermatitis and I get dermatitis on my hands every year at this time. So it shouldn't even be a problem, but I live in fear. Um, unrelated. Sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> like listen i got it once in high school because we stayed at a youth hostel that was filled with lots of things and um that like there was a point where we leaned against the shower wall and the whole wall dented oh no so uh like it's and i cut myself while i was shaving there and then i got ringworm it was a bad time but now i just always live in fear um Anyway, back to this. Th- meanwhile, my right hand is, like, swollen for no reason either, so I'm doing great. Um, let me see, where was I? Ah, yes. So, that out of the way, um, my birthday is on February 3rd, which most of you probably know, because I've said it a million times, um, and that to justify why I have nice things. Um, so, I decided that I really, really wanted really bad the um solid snake nendoroid because as i've said on this podcast before dave is my favorite snake um because he's not okay but he's a little bit of an asshole but he's way less of an asshole than every other snake in that family um if you can call it a family i i mean like technically speaking um but i mean like you could literally compare, like, an actual, like, snake to Big Boss John and probably pick the Venomous Snake over John, um, which is funny because Venom Snake, his body double, is called Venom Snake, and I would still choose him over John. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, can you hear me? Yes, sorry. I am listening. No, no, it's fine. I just wanted to make sure that my mic didn't go out again. Um, so anyway, I, uh, I, I ordered my lad after doing some commissions. Shout out to everybody who, um, did one of my $10 commissions. I really appreciate it. Um, and I was able to order him because I didn't want to order something fun out of my, like, actual life funds because I'm trying to be a responsible adult. I actually haven't bought a figurine in, um, who, two years, three years? When did the first Star Wars come out? The first really um, good movie. Okay, I was going to be like, uh, like the 70s. Um, yeah. no, it was, yeah, it was tw- like beginning of 2016, beginning of 2015, something like that. Yeah, that's... Beginning of 2016, I think. I think I bought, um... I must have, I bought, okay, so that, I bought Ray when the first one came out, and I bought Kylo, or did someone buy Kylo for me? When, what, what the fuck, uh, Star Wars, the 
last Jedi. Thank you. Oh, wait, no, I bought Kylo doesn't have a scar. Okay, so then it's, uh, I bought Kylo later that year. So I have Rey and Kylo, and those are the, they're die cast figurines. So those are the last figurines I bought. Um, and I, I'm on this, like, minimalist thing right now, uh, because I live in a really small space, so I don't want a lot of stuff cluttering my life. And I'm also like, do I need this? I'm very much that person now. And, like, every time I go shopping for clothes, too, if I don't put something on and feel like, like, if I can't think of an outfit immediately to wear it with, I don't buy it anymore because I'm just like, I, this is just going to take up space in my closet and then I'll never wear it and it's a waste of money. Um, Yeah. And so I've had, my friend keeps buying me um, stuff that she finds at thrift stores and I love her, but I'm like, please stop bringing me these these Funko Pop figurines. I don't want them. Um, so I, I just like, I've been really careful with my money. Um, and, uh, and putting it more into like, you know, eating, but also like setting up my workspace so that I can, um, take care of my wrist. Cause as everybody knows, my wrist has been acting up. Um, but I really wanted this boy. I really wanted this lad. He sparked joy. Um, and I, cause I saw somebody got the, um, somebody I follow bought Raiden, um, and they, uh, they're cosplaying Raiden too. So like, they were like, I, I want the boy. And so then I clicked on the link and I was like, there's a Dave. <laughs> and I was like, no, Jesse, you don't need it. And then I was like, mm, birthday's coming I need out. it. Yeah. <laughs> And so I was like, how pathetic would it be if I did $10 commissions to get my lad? Um, and I did them. And so uh, shout out to all of you. Uh, Dave is here. He is on my desk staring at me, smoking his cigarette with one leg perched up on the little perch thing and staring um, very seriously at my keyboard. And I get to look at him all the time and like legit my eyes start watering a little bit um sometimes when I look at my boy I'm like my lad um when he arrived I was like is is this real because like I don't know something about the like the way he's packaged was odd um but between Nikki and like the some online videos I was like oh this is a legit boy and also when you when I finally took him out of the package um he's like clearly the right kind of paint and his pieces come apart the right way and do all this kind of stuff. Um, so he's my boy and I love him and I'm so happy to have him and I will keep making memes and I, and I feel bad because I came like 15 million years late to the metal gear party and, and I'm spamming everyone with metal gear, but like I, I need to make one of those, um, man ups of like the cake that says, sorry about all the metal gear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it uh i i'm feeling a lot of joy for this little boy i want to see my little boy here he comes here he is (laughs) um he's here so i like i literally i'm not proud of this but when he arrived i heard a ding dong and like at my door right and i was in bed and i like lifted up my covers and I forgot to put pants on when I went to the door and they put them in a weird spot so that I couldn't just grab them from inside my house and I was like I could put pants on or 
because <laughs> I sleep in like a long t-shirt. So I just stepped out onto my porch in my underwear and my shirt and grabbed my box and then ran inside. <laughs> Scurried away. Yeah, like a goblin. I was like, mm, my precious. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm not proud of my choices, but he came and he was wonderful. And then on the same day, Nikki's like, it says that your gift from me should be here. And I was like, you got me a gift. So I, it, she was like, well, it's small, so it might be in the mailbox. So I went into the mailbox and, lo- and f- may I fucking say that our mailbox key is fucking atrocious. Like some WD-40 needs to go into that like space or something. Because I was fucking fighting my mailbox. I had pants on this time, by the way. I, I didn't walk down <laughs> to the corner of our house in my underwear but i just to clarify just to clarify like there i for one thing i think i would be the embarrassment of my entire family if i uh, went outside and walked down the driveway with no pants on um it's the same as wearing a bikini right anyway so i open (laughs) i open up the mailbox and it's in there and i um go to my room and i'm like it's here right because i'm messaging nikki so i rip it open and it's this sweet pin. I posted it on my Twitter of um, Snake. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so cute. And I love it. I wore it because uh, that day I also had to go um, shopping with a friend. So I got to wear my pin and I was so happy. Um, and uh, like, I was like, I, I was just walking around. I was so silly because so my friend asked me to go shopping with her and like, I don't really have money to go shopping. So I was like, I'll go keep you company um, and be your Uber, uh, which is why I got to te- like, I pulled up to her house and I'm like, your Uber is here. Like I texted her and I was laughing because I think I'm so goddamn funny, even though I'm not really that funny. Um, but so and when she picked me up, I was just like in a really good mood, which is unusual. Um and she's just like, are you okay? And I'm like, well, I've only had like four hours of sleep, first of all. So I'm a little bit loony. But also, I had so many presents this morning. So it's, it's my birthday came early. Um, and then today, I got a package from Richard from We Are Not Wizards. Um, and we always know it's his packages because they come with the little like declared customs with a picture of the queen yeah. on it. <laughs> so... Um, I, and like he said, he he said he was going to send me some, the drawing of Luna and I, um, which is super cute also on my Twitter. Um, and I love it. And so, and he said he was going to send me the phantom pain. So I was like, okay, um, thank you. And I was really excited. And then, uh, so that was all I was expecting. And then I fucking opened it up and he was like, he was cleaning out his collection of games and he was very generous with me. Um, cause he probably could have sold them back to whatever the UK version of GameStop is, but he gave them to me. So, uh, I have quite a few. Let me just look at this picture. Cause I don't even remember all of them. I remember he sent you the last guardian. Yes. He, he sent me the last. He told me after I talked shit about it on the podcast that one week, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Oh no, I'm sending that to Jesse. I'm like, well, I mean, like, it's not a horrible experience. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll try it, but, like, I, I mean, like, he sent me a lot of stuff. He sent me Horizon Zero Dawn, um, the Devil May Cry Definitive Edition. Uh, Tale- you got, specifically, you got DMC Devil May Cry. <laughs> oh, I did. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, and then I got The Last Guardian, Phantom Pain, and Tales of Zestiria. So those were... I have not... I've not played Tales of Zestiria, but I have two friends that are obsessed with it and uh, dressed as Sare and Miklio, so... Um, I mean, I'll see what happens. It must be good. I don't know. I don't know. I like Tales of the Abyss um, a million years ago. So that was very <laughs> generous of you. Thank you very much. I plan um, to stream some of these um, for amusement. Uh, yeah, because I, I want... I want people to see how bad I am at video games, but also I like providing a nice space for people to come and hang out and chat um, and laugh at me. So um, I, my plan with Phantom Pain is to try to get to Mother Base on my own. We'll see if I can do this. And when I'm there, it'll be less boring to stream is essentially what I've been told. So yeah, um, there's just a lot of like cutscenes. Uh, and stuff at the beginning yeah. of in like minimally act interactive segments and then once it's only like i want to say it's like an hour or two and then the game opens up so it's not that bad it's a, i just love the I, the idea of like an hour or two i say that but like well, kingdom hearts like the first five hours of kingdom hearts 2 was all in that fucking tutorial so it could definitely be worse yeah. <laughs> it could definitely be worse and to be fair like I, so I, if people who don't know this about me, I spend a very small amount of time playing video games because I have, um, ocular triggered migraines. I have special glasses now that help a lot, but, uh, and also to, like, take care of my wrists. Um, that sounds so fucking lame, but, like, it's, like, 90% of my job is, like, that part. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta protect your livelihood. Yeah. Um, so, so I spend a very small amount of time and so like, to me, like playing like a couple hours of video games is like unfathomable, even though I do it. Like I play, I play, um, Overwatch and like when I'm playing Bloodborne with friends, I don't even fucking notice how much time, like there have been times when I back up and I'm like, it has been hours. Um, yeah, but then also with Bloodborne, like, I don't know if we take, we take enough breaks. We're not just like continuously yeah, like controller in hands, go, go, go. And I have um, the quality entertainment of Franz. Um, Franz. Franz. Yeah. No, you guys made me laugh so fucking much. Uh, like, I definitely get... Fun fact about Jesse is I probably laugh the most on recording nights. Um, not that I don't entertain myself by sending people terrible things in the DMs <laughs> and laughing to myself. Um, but I... I do laugh a lot when hanging out with the podcast peeps, but I think it would just be fun um, to to do some some Metal Gear streaming since I accidentally tripped and fell into Metal Gear. Um, I'm sorry, everyone. I will I will get back on making other memes eventually someday. I'm sure something else will come out, and then I'll just be distracted. But Kingdom Hearts three, perhaps. Perhaps. Um, I I mean, like the thing is about Kingdom. You know, I was about to say I don't know how the memes are going to be, but we're all so old now that like they're probably going to be fire. So never mind. Um, <laughs> but like I, uh, I I I get distracted. But I feel like Metal Gear is one of those things that now is going to live in my heart 
like, Bloodborne. Like, I'm forever changed after experiencing these things. <laughs> I was just talking to you, too, about, like, like I sent um, Kay a gif of the Eileen cosplayer that has the dope, like, magnet blades of mercy. And I was like, you've probably seen this, but it just makes my heart go pitter-patter because I love Bloodborne so much. Kay's just like, I love Bloodborne so much, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... Like, I, you know, before, I think before these series, and I didn't necessarily, like, Kingdom Hearts holds a special place in my heart, um, a couple of the Final Fantasy games hold a special place in my heart, but I didn't really have, like, I didn't understand people who had, like, like, video games that they just, like, fucking love the same way that people love movies and stuff and books, um, but now I do, now I have that, so I understand I understand, Todd. Um, Todd Howard. Um, no. <laughs> uh, but yes, so this, um, otherwise, I'm getting off topic, this week has been dope for birthday stuff, and it's not even my birthday yet. Um, I'm sorry, but like, if you say Todd Howard, all I can think about is that one video and where it's like, tell me lies! <laughs> it's also like, blatant falsehoods he's told over the years about his games god i can't not this sweet little lies place um i cannot think (laughs) about todd howard anymore without thinking of that creative writing story that that dude yeah and he you i miss him like i genuinely miss him his name was kyle um i don't know his last name so he's safe but he i'm just joking i would never dox anybody on this podcast um Unless it was Donald Trump, but we all know where he lives. Um, yeah, we know his name. <laughs> and we know his name. Um, so, uh, what was I saying? Oh, he was super fucking funny. But, like, I, the story was so genuine outside of the part where the person kicks the skunk and is like, see a space cowboy. Um, <laughs> that, like, it didn't occur to me to even question why that uh, like to even question that the main characters names were todd and howard like i was feeling emotions and then i was like you bastard you made me feel feelings about todd howard um yeah take creative writing classes there will be a lot of cringeworthy moments but there will also be a lot of great just awesome great stories to tell yeah um i'm sad that i didn't get my friend got um the story of and i know i'm rambling but i can do this because there's only two of us um (laughs) the story of the okay these five teenagers that were in a haunted house and then they're like they're like hanging out together and then it turned out that the reason they're all connected is because all of their parents were killed by santa claus on christmas eve um... Okay. <laughs> and like, okay, so this so this person and we have to read our stories out loud in that class. Um you have to be comfortable with reading your story out loud. So it's like he's like you can write anything you want, but you have to be comfortable reading it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that person was comfortable reading this out loud. Oh, absolutely. Um that that's his rule about sex scenes too. He's like you can write a sex scene, but you have to be prepared to read it out loud. Um so Sounds like something like a power move right there. It, it is. Reading a-, a sex scene out loud to your class. <laughs> it fucking is. Um, so 
this so this girl reads this whole thing and she so another thing is we had to take critiques in that class without saying anything until after everybody had given their critique right like we have to just like sit there and then after everybody's done we can talk right this girl would not take constructive criticism about her santa claus murder story like at all like none and it was part of a longer story like it was part like she was just bringing a piece in apparently and it was part of a longer story and she did not want construct like op was not taking constructive criticism um yeah that's always hard too like when people are like defending their stories and i'm just like just leave it alone i hate that in art class too because it hurts me i'm like no just let it go let let it go during crit um People, people not prepared for critiques. To be fair, in a lot of other professions outside of, like, art and writing, you get critiques, but they're very, like, based on just, like, you don't do this this way, you do it this way. Like, that's how we work at this place, right? Whereas, like, getting critiqued on your art, like, art is so subjective and it's really personal and um, it's a bizarre experience the first time you do it. I've just done it so much now that I'm just prepared Um like my, I, my favorite criti- critiques I ever got on my writing, I never did creative writing. It was all like technical writing. Yeah. But uh, my favorite critiques I ever always got on my writing was when people would um, correct my correct grammar so that it was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so like the thing is, is like we don't really, in creative writing, you don't necessarily talk about grammar that much. You talk about uh, yeah. like. In technical writing, like scientific writing, legal writing, what whatnot, that's kind of that's kind of the primary nitpick at least in legal writing it's like well your argument sucks um but yeah for for the most part it's like grammar and sentence structure and like your argument and so it's just like wow you you took all the you put commas where they don't belong and you took the commas out of the places they do belong and uh you misspelled anyways so (laughs) it's funny because we talk about sentence structure and stuff i'm actually pretty damn good at writing papers if i do say so myself um, not scientific papers or anything, not, not quite to your level because of the way you have to be able to write for your job. But like, I, I'm pretty damn good at writing papers. And I was just talking to somebody about how, like, when you're in a class and someone hands you their paper to like, sometimes, you know, like students have to like, you know, edit each other's work. And you're like, I can't help you. Um, cause you're <laughs> like, I have to rewrite this paper, but I'm not going to do that. Um, but yeah, in artistic critiques, we talk about story structure um like is this line working is it not working why isn't it working um and then there's like you know for poems and stuff there's like structure of poems and like classical structures of poems and blah 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 and in art critiques it's like is is this following the rules of like um is it following or purposefully breaking or just look like a hot mess of the like certain rules of composition and design? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. is it using color? Well, is it using value? Well, is it like those kinds of things? Um, and you will get mean people who are like, this just looks like shit. And you're like, guess I'll die. Um, yeah, that's not, that's not constructive that's not either. Constructive cr- criticism. It's just mean. It's just mean. You're just mean. Um, but I, I'm totally okay with people being like, especially in sculpture, like when they're like, this doesn't look like it's held together very well. And I'm like, you write, um, and, uh, like, or, you know, you could push this value more or something like that. Like those things don't bother me. It's kind of the same with my sewing where like, um, 
for my Mikote costume, one of the things the judges said was like, your uh, armor pieces were really messy and you can kind of see where the connectors are and it doesn't look good. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's something I can work on. Yeah. It's not just like, your armor looks like shit. I'm like, I know, but you don't have to say it like that. Yeah, no, and like, that's that's proper constructive criticism, especially because like the only reason you go to like take art classes and get an art degree is to get good, you know? Yeah. Um. And I think the thing about art is, like, it's one of those things that's so subjective, too. So you're going to have, like, a lot of people in your life. Like, um, some people will really like your work. Some critiques are really disorienting because I'm like, I can't tell if this was a good piece or a bad piece because, like, sometimes the critique, people who are critiquing you will start arguing and then I'm confused. (laughs) Um, But I usually also really, like, if the teacher says something, I'm like, you right. Um... I and I have had some funny things one time in creative writing because because I my the teacher knew me from other classes and he also knew that I was an art student I think he was just kind of like not afraid to like seriously critique me right so he took one of my sentences and he just wrote it on the board from one of my creative writing pieces and he's like I hate this sentence right (laughs) And like, and that sounds really mean, but I know him. Like, this isn't this this he wasn't this wasn't a public dragging. Like, he's like, um, he's like, you're he's like everything up to this point works, and everything after this point works, but this line doesn't work, and I'm gonna tell you exactly why. We're gonna dissect it. Um, and he like takes it apart, and he's like, basically, what it came down to was that it was just like super cliche and trite. And he was right. And I, when I went back and rewrote that part, I, um, you know, we were allowed to show him rewrites and stuff. And I rewrote it uh, so that it wasn't like a cliche sentence. Instead, I turned it into like a reaction that was like a descriptive reaction, um, which I think worked much better in the story itself. So you know, like sometimes. Um, it was kind of a public dragging, but he was doing it with love, um, and care and my story got better. So, you know, critiquing, but like the hard part is that, you know, you're going to go into a class and somebody hasn't been critiqued before and they would, they don't really care for your opinion, which is how 50 shades of gray happens. Um, Oh boy. That's, that's exactly how 50 shades of gray happens actually. No, I know. Yeah. Because I watched those folding ideas videos, too. Yeah. No, well, I'm not talking to you. I told you to watch them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to, like, the people. No, I'm just, like... Yeah, we agreeing, I guess. Yeah, we definitely we went on that journey, but but like that's exactly how those things happen. That's how my immortal happens. Don't flame my story. Um, And then my last piece of pre-salt is uh I, I fucking hate when it's only two of us though and i have to pee my last piece <laughs> of salt is you can keep that in there jake um tell everybody about my the fact that i have a bladder of a small child uh my last piece of pre-salt is also kind of a piece of salt um so i'll talk about it in both but uh i had recorded deadly class which is a sci-fi series based on a comic book um by the same name and i don't know how i felt about it um, the soundtrack is baller. It, like, it takes place in the 80s in San Francisco, which is also kind of funny for me. Um, because I'm like, this this is nowhere in San Francisco. Um, I'm almost certain it's supposed to take place in San Francisco because Coit Tower is there. But um, the, the soundtrack was baller as hell. And I was, like, jamming along to it. I'm like, I have beef because I feel like they took this straight out of my iPod. Um... 
and my they just like downloaded all of my Spotify playlists onto one big playlist and then played them in the movies. No, I'm just joking, but like also, um, so the soundtrack's really good. Um, the casting is really good, um, and there there are some like really good. Hold on, let me pull up. I keep saying the word good, but I'm I am maybe um, just to give you some of the like people in this. Because it, it was surprising to me, I think, because of um, the fact that it's a sci-fi series. Um, let me... Uh, I think Benedict Wong was the one who I was most surprised to see in this. Um, he's a big main character. But you probably recognize him from... Um, he's in a lot of stuff, but he was in um, a, um, Infinity War and yeah, he was in Doctor Strange, Strange as, yes. as Wong, as just Wong. Wong, just Wong, you know, like Beyonce. <laughs> um, and he is actually an amazing actor, and he's actually amazing in this series. So um, I really recommend that you uh, check him out, and then um, in this series because he's actually really good. Although I'm going to talk about some other stuff in the series that makes me. Um, and then we have. Uh, I think Lana is how you say her name, Lana Condor. She, uh, is actually from, um, well, she's been in other stuff. She was Jubilee in X-Men Apocalypse, but she was also in the, her most recent popular thing was To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Um, if anybody saw that Netflix movie, it's super popular. Um, and she's also in it. So it has like, it has an interesting cast too, but essentially the plot of this is if you haven't, uh, read the um comics is that um this uh it takes place in the 80s and there's this um this homeless kid who uh i think his name is marcus um he his parents were killed because when reagan when the actual thing that happened of reagan closing down a lot of the mental um health facilities happened um and those people ended up on the streets. A woman jumped off of the... Uh, I think... It, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Coit Tower. And then landed on his parents, killing both of them. Um, Yikes. Yeah. And so he ends up at a boy's home. And at the start of the series... I, I don't want to say anything else about the boy's home. But it burned down. And so he's homeless now. Um, and it's assumed that he burned it down. And so he has kind of a rep... Um, but the homeless thing is really depressing for him as it is for most people because homelessness sucks. Um, and he is approached by a bunch of deadly teenagers and, um, Benedict Wong. (laughs) (laughs) A bunch of teenagers and Benedict Wong. (laughs) Oh, and and essentially he's like, join my school where we train children to be assassins, like problem children. He calls them creative problem solvers. Um, but essentially they're all assassins. And, um... It's, it's a ridiculous plot, obviously, but, like, it's from a comic book, so what do you expect? And at first he's like, no, and then he realizes that all the cops are trying to get after him. He doesn't really have a life otherwise, so he's like, yeah, might as- what else do I- what else am I gonna do, right? Like, they're offering him food. Um, but, you know, it's it's this weird mixture of, like, an actual high school, like, in- uh, there's like there's one point where he's like, all children are terrible everywhere, and he's not wrong. Um... 
like, all these teenagers are awful, but they're, like, split, and even they're split into, like, cliques, a little high school musical style, um, depending on what kind of family you have. You have, like, the kids who are, like, um, Yakuza-related, you have, like, the gang families, you have the cartel families, you have, which I think is really funny, but, like, the, um... What, what what's the what's the way i would describe what do you call this like the wall street like criminal type white, white collar criminals yeah like their kids um there's a group of like so there you know there's the the gangbanger kids but then there's also like this group of people who basically like they're low-key nazis um they're also there <laughs> oh, God. yeah so there's a lot of like tension there's like, like every just like actual schools. Yeah, just like actual <laughs> schools, and also like this microcosm of all the different kinds of like sub worlds there are, like that are spread out throughout the U.S., but like now are like jammed into a small space, you know. Um, which of course, like students are always trying to kill each other, except they're not technically supposed to kill each other. <laughs> um, but you know how it be. And there's like these dudes. There's, like, these dudes who are straight up in, like, these brown robes who will just appear- they look like monks, and they'll just appear out of nowhere when kids are, like, hitting <laughs> each other. <laughs> like, you better not. Um, <laughs> oh, don't do it. Oh, don't do it. Um, but it it's- I have mixed feelings about it because I think maybe perhaps the comics were handled a little bit better. I know that some of my friends read them, um- I personally haven't picked up Deadly Class myself. Uh, I might pick up the first one just to see, like, the difference between the show and whether or not I want to continue the show um, for some reasons I'll talk about later. But so far, I'm really enjoying the soundtrack. The editing's pretty good. It's actually directed by the Russo brothers. Um, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So they're directing it. Um, So it, it, like, it's... The whole project itself has a lot of, like, people who are into who are know what they're doing essentially um which is just weird to me for a sci-fi show and it the the budget of like a sci-fi show so far hasn't really shown um but like a part of my thing is like who's the demographic for this because i was talking to my mom as i was watching it and i'll talk more about this later but like it's hyper violent like as you expect um but it's not violent enough that they can't play it on, like, daytime television. But it's also very jarring. And I suspect part of that is because I'm used to reading... If I'm reading violence, it's in comics. Um, and comics ha- have limitations, you know? And also something's A cartoon of something is much less disturbing. Although I have seen some really disturbing drawings. But it's far less disturbing than the actuality of it, you know? It's just removed enough from reality that you're like, eh. Yeah, that I'm like, okay, I can handle this. Whereas this is like, I I mean, I'm glad they didn't show me this guy shitting himself on the floor, but, like, you saw his face while it was happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's that kind of stuff. Um, But, I mean, like, I'm not going to recommend it or not recommend it as a series yet until I'm deeper because I've only watched two episodes. But I will tell you that after I watched them, I had to go do something, like, fun and happy because I was fucked up afterwards. It's one of those things where, like, um, like, they, they want you to, like, like, one of his first assignments is that he has to find someone he thinks deserves to die and kill them. Um... 
And it's, like, one of those things where, like, like, I believe in the law. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, like, I, I guess it's more like I don't believe that one person has the right to be judge, jury, and ex- executioner. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's kind of... I'm not saying, like, I think all laws are just because they're absolutely fucking not. Nor do I necessarily, you know, lean any way that way, I guess. My point is, because I, I do think if laws are unjust, like, you should work to get rid of them. That's just my opinion. But I also don't think it's cool, like, I, if people would be like, oh, to serve the greater good. And I'm like, but who gets to decide who the greater good is? You know? Like, just anybody could decide that. And their definition might be very different than yours. So then, like, I have that personal thing. But, like, as you're watching the show, you're like, this fucker is really an awful person and I do not feel bad that they were murdered. But what kind of monster (laughs) does that make me? You know what I'm saying? Um, And so it has a lot of... It's not something you're going to watch lighthearted for funsies. uh, Just because, I mean, there's lots of badass action scenes and stuff. But also, it's like... It's one of those shows that's actually trying to make you think. So if you don't want to think, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. I think that's all my pre-salt. All right. Um, shoot. Well, I was going to talk about this in the pre-salt, but I uh, forgot. Okay. Uh, I keep. I keep thinking about um, streaming Final Fantasy fourteen Dungeon Roulette. And I, I'm going to announce it here so that I'm forced to do it. Uh, I'll do that on Friday night <laughs> at, like, um, <laughs> I don't know, probably, like, 7 p.m. my time. So, like, 7 p.m. MST would be, like, 6 p.m. PST or whatever. Um, what Figure it out according to your time zones. Um, but, yeah, now, now, that I've, now that I've announced it, I have to. <laughs> Yeah. So I keep I keep getting worried that like oh it's gonna be boring or like oh no I'll expose myself as being like actually terrible at Final Fantasy fourteen. But who cares about that? So yeah. Also, um, I will fist fight anybody who has to say that. In the- no, he's <laughs> <laughs> only game. His only game. Why? Are you yeah, mad? I guess I guess if I get super salty, if something goes really sideways and I get super salty, that'll make for good entertainment. Yeah. Um, but hopefully. It won't be as bad as my run of the the Weeping City of Mahawk, because that was... I don't want to be called a princess again. That was bad. Um, but moving on from that into my salt. <laughs> um... The Okay, so I, I'll start. I guess I'm going to start from the bottom here, but um, I leveled my white mage to level 70, and at levels 50, 60, and 70, and presumably at 80 when the new expansion comes out, they give you new gear sets that are exclusive to whatever that class that you've leveled up is. I'm sorry, I'm um, reading this tag, and I'm just like, what am I looking at here? I'm reading this bullet tag? point that you wrote here for this thing that you're about to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're we're talking about that right now. Um, so I got my level 70 white mage set, and I put it on, and it's real pretty, except for one thing, which is that the pants are just panties. Like, it's just... 
I feel like everybody should know that you wrote here though panties of the healing. The white mage panties of healing. <laughs> yeah. well, it's all this it's like this it's like the seventh heaven set of healing. So it's the seventh heaven coat of healing. It's the seventh he- seventh heaven fingerless gloves of healing. And it's the seventh heaven trousers of healing. And the picture is of like actual pants because I think on male characters it is actual oh, pants. No. But on my character it's, it's a fucking bikini bottom. <laughs> And so I posted a picture. I had to position my screenshot so carefully. Basically what I did was I hit slash V pose in the chat so that my character did a victory pose. And she did like extends her arms and twirls around and smiles at the camera. It's really cute. Um, and then I went into G pose. And so she just kind of repeated that motion and I kind of stopped it at the point I wanted. And then I realized that her crotch was just on full display. And I'm like, <laughs> So I had to reposition the camera a little bit and make her like do the pose again so that it was in a different pose. And I'm like, okay. And so I posted Twitter. I was like, why are all the white mage uh, specific sets just undies? Because like this was the case for the 50 set as well. Um, this, the level 60 set, uh, set is like a skirt, like but like a mini skirt and thigh high boots. Um, but then the, the 50 set has the like, Cleric's culottes of healing, and it's straight up just the like Cleric's culottes of healing. So you know those, you know those <laughs> bathing suits, yeah, um, that have the like frills on the side. Yeah, it, it was just that, <laughs> and like anytime because they have flying in this game, right? So anytime I was on, um, like the pretty purple bird that I got for beating Thordon EX, flying, you could just see my character's underpants all the time, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just. Crying over the culottes of healing. The culottes of healing. This this outfit's pretty cute. The because I'm looking at the seventh heaven. Yeah, um, it It is really cute. It's the one that I was wearing in my screenshot. But yeah, since you got the like side shot, but yeah, but if you there's like a a panel in the front that kind of covers everything, but if she moves at all, like undies and so i glamoured them to look like leggings like black leggings so i put pants on my character um and now um i'm still i'm still have it glamoured to look like that set but she's technically wearing something else for reasons that i will discuss soon but like i just don't understand it like it's it seems to be white mage specific and it's i i don't actually don't know what the clerics culottes of healing look like on male characters because they are shorts in the um in the picture so i assume they're probably also booty shorts but it's just like what's with the underpants of healing like you and you get it from like an npc which makes it even funnier it's like hey uh brother a sumiyan i don't mean any disrespect but why did you give me a pair of underpants for level 70 <laughs> that's a little are you trying to tell me something here um okay. it's just so the men's ones look like hold on you twitter oh there we go um they oop these are the uh culottes of the clerics culottes of healing right the men's ones look like this apparently so they are just like boxers yeah. it's still under underpants yeah. but it's not like panties <laughs> i i kind of wish that they had panties for the dudes too the girls ones are cute but i just don't want to wear these as pants yeah i mean like the White mage set is like more the classic white mage set where it's the long like skirted robe. Yeah. So everything's covered up as long as you're not, you know, 
flying on the back of one of the EX primal birds, because then the way the character stands, your junk is just on display. Um, but Oh my god, I was just, out... Fun. This is related, but I was out shopping with a friend, and she's like, "I have to buy pants." And I was like, "Why?" And she lifted up her leg to show me the slice in her pants, like they've just ripped, like right over by where her crotch is, right? Oh no! And I was like, "Your whole pussy's out." And she's like, "Jesse." And that's what I was thinking about of like you lift up your leg when you're wearing these panties of healing and your your whole bussy, your pussy, your whatever is there is just out. Hey brother, I assume you why did you give me just underpants? He's like, this is more of a pussy outlook kind of, <laughs> kind of look anyway. <laughs> Alright, I guess. I guess. Ooh. Um But anyway. I took kind of a long break from MSQs after Stormblood because I just didn't want to, and I think that's fair. Um, but <laughs> because I don't want to, because <laughs> I didn't want to. So on Saturday, um, one of my link show buddies was like, "Hey, who wants to go for a raid, a trial roulette?" And I was like, "Me." So I got in there and we ho- I hopped on Discord just so we could all chat, and um, it was Leviathan. It's real easy, and got through it. And he's like, okay, uh, do you want to come with us to uh, the Orban Monastery, which is like the new, new raid that just came out? And I was like, I don't, um, I don't have that unlocked, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bounce so you can get yeah. somebody else in. And he's like, okay, bye. And then I'm like, man, I want to like hang out with my friends and be able to do raid content. I know, I'll just go do the MSQs. There's not that many of them. I think there's like, I think there's like twenty post Stormblood. Uh, msqs right now so that's not and there and only a couple of them are uh dungeons from what i can tell so th- that's not that bad i'm like all right so i do like three quests this takes like 15 minutes maybe 20 minutes uh before i get to the first um dungeon and it, you know you go in there and it's like oh the drowned city of scala or scalia or whatever it is it's unlocked uh you can access it from the duty finder next step go do it go do the dungeon go and then I go to the duty finder, and it's like, you can't access this dungeon because your item level isn't high enough. And I was like, uh, uh. It's like, your item level needs to be 310. And mine was 276 with the 7th Heaven set. And I'm like, fuck! And so I'm looking at all the, um, there's a bunch of, like, gear set exchanges in Rogger's Reach that require, like, specific tombstones that you get from grinding dungeons. And... So I'm like, well, I need several thousand of these to get a full set, so R.I.P. me. I'm just going to yeah. be grinding dungeons for the next several weeks because I can't go anywhere. And, like, I I knew it was going to be a problem at some point because item level checks are have been a problem basically the entire time I played the game. Like, uh, there wasn't one for A Realm Reborn, but after A Realm Reborn, when they opened up a lot of the trial roulettes, there was, like, you have to be, if you have to be this tall to ride this ride, right? Mm-hmm. And, um... I remember when I was doing Heaven's Ward, um, I hit the final dungeon, um, which is a level 60 dungeon. It's like you need to have an item level of, like, I think it was like 240 or something. And I was like, fuck, I don't quite clear it. And I, then I was like, oh shit, I'm level 60 now. So I just, like, attached the level 60 gear set and I was fine. Um, but this time it was, like, a significant jump and I needed yeah. to. There was the only way to get more gear was to grind these dungeons. So I was kind of bitching about it in. Um, my link shell chat and people were sympathetic. And then somebody was like, well, we'll, we'll get you some gear. And I was like, you don't have to do that. 
They're like, no, 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 it's, it's fine. I've got tombstones coming out of my nose. Um, and so they got me the, they were like, well, what piece are you probably going to buy first? And I was like, probably the coat. So they got me the hat, the gloves, the pants and the boots. And they were like, okay, have you been doing hunts? And I was like, yeah. He said, like, well, take your Centurio seals to Rogers Reach and exchange them for the earrings and jewelry pieces for your right side. Jesus get- Christ. Sorry. Every time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> why Why Final Fantasy 14 be like this? <laughs> because MMO. They want you to keep playing. Um, so I did that. I kitted out my right side with all these uh, hunt marks uh, jewelry. And then I got my left side stuff set up and I had enough tomes. I like did a couple of roulettes, got enough tombstones to get an item level 330. Cause the stuff that my friend gave me was item level 380. And then the stuff that I got from the hunt marks was item level 310. And then I had enough tombstones to get one piece of item level 330 gear. And that tipped me over what I need to get into the drowned city of Scalia. So then I was able to continue with the fucking game. I'm like, blinking man over here and the burns coming up and i'm pretty sure that's going to be another item level check because a lot of people i've i've heard about the burn like you know there's always that one level yeah. of people are like oh fuck that area you know like maybe you heard about the forest before you played bloodborne um yeah. but it's so i've heard i've i'm aware of the burn so i'm i'm i suspect that might be another item level checkpoint and i'm going to be stuck again so i'm just doing my dungeons and grinding for gear here i was thinking like oh i could probably level up red mage um no can't can't use those dungeons for anything other than grinding now god i hate mmos why am i playing one um (laughs) but yeah just it was just frustrating because i was like i'll grind up the msq so i can go raiding with my friends and the game was like no no you um but now i have been playing the msqs and like the NPCs in this game are real fucking dumb sometimes. I'm just like, I'm trying to avoid spoilers because I know uh, some people who listen to the podcast are going through it for the first time. So I'm going to talk about this a little bit vaguely. But essentially, um, a character appears and presents a situation that looks beneficial on the outside, but is so painfully obviously a trap. Like, there is no way he is sincere. It is so, it, it, he makes it clear almost immediately that he is insincere and this is going to go badly. And I, yeah. I could see the path laid out ahead of me. I knew exactly what was going to happen. And the characters are like, yeah, but it might not be a trap. So let's just go along with it. I'm like, it might not be a trap. So let's you just guys, die. I understand that, that there are resources and things that you definitely desperately need to get out of this exchange. But I don't know why you think he's telling you the truth about having them in the first place, to be honest. And, like, it's just, like, it's just it's just really stupid. I'm like, and it's not the first, this is not the first time this has happened in the stories, which is why I'm like, come on! But, yeah, NPCs are dumb, y'all. They sure this is are. the same NPC that was like, have you ever tried Zayla food? <laughs> I love it. Look you in the fucking eyes and ask me that again. And then the last thing I have to talk about is, um, I'm going to tell you all how you buy a house in Final Fantasy XIV, because I've been experiencing it lately. 
You can, um, oh my god. Just like, I don't even want to house shop in real life. And then fucking end of out. House shopping in real life is easier. Jesus. If not more expensive. Um, but anyway. So you have to, if you want to buy a house in Final Fantasy XIV. Well, first of all, you have to get through, you have to get to a certain rank in your grand company. But that's, that's actually not that hard. Um, I'm there. You, it's just a lot of grinding. But um, after you do that, you can go to the residential districts. There's like four of them, and you can you just p- you pick the one you want, or you just look at all of them if you're desperate enough. Um, and you have to look for a plot that has a price tag instead of a name on it, and that one is up for sale. So then you have to go into that lot. You have to go up to that lot, and you have to spend um, probably a whole day clicking on a sign um, because it's on an invisible timer, and the first person to click on it after that invisible timer goes off gets the house. So, um, fuck you. Good luck. Yeah. I waited. I found one in the goblet and I waited for two hours, occasionally clicking on that sign. I could see people that were clearly like constantly clicking on it because their character would look at it every time. It was like every couple seconds. And I'm like, I'm not dedicated enough for this bullshit. Like, I just, I just want to do this casually I'm I'm here to play a video game. It's that what was Jay saying last week? The, the time, time effort, effort economy. Economy, yeah. I spent two hours clicking on a sign, and this and it still wasn't available. Like, God, like like it would be easier to get a real house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I oh I hate it. It's 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 just such a mess, and I understand why it became that mess because there's like a weird land baron thing going on in these games, yeah. um, where the richest players like buy up all the plots and resell them, and it's just like it's just a hot mess. So I understand why it came came to be the way that it is, but I think they there has to be a better way because it just sucks for anybody who's searching for a house casually. This is what happens and, like, when me. you have an entirely free market. Pay yeah, attention. I guess. <laughs> But um, I was like, fuck this, I'll go do MSQs, and I came back like another hour later, and it was still up for sale. So I don't know how long people sat there clicking on it, but I went I went to sleep, fuck that. You're like bedtime Guess, guess my character's gonna be homeless forever. <sighs> I can't, Im- like, I, I was like, where does your character, in my head, I guess it doesn't really matter because it's a there's, game. There's like, like inns okay. in the major cities so it's and i also like i got a little apartment in kugane which is basically just a room <laughs> but i can decorate it however i want um, yeah bala I, I made i think i made a joke last week it was like my real apartment's nicer like my shitty real apartment is nicer than my <laughs> shitty in-game apartment <laughs> but um <laughs> and the shitty in-game apartment costs a lot of in-game dollars but um it's just oh, god it's just really frustrating so you know what? Final Fantasy fourteen systems are a hot mess. Round three thousand, um, but that's it. That's my salt. Okay. Well, I need a prop for my salt. So hold on. I'm, I'm okay. Gonna... <laughs> Got it. Um, I didn't want to get out of my chair. Uh, so I I should probably post another picture of him. But essentially, um, what are these? What are these actually called? Uh, uh, um, what? What is 
Furious typing. Furious typing. I'm sorry, Jake. Okay. They're called Pachimari. Um, so I don't know if it's Pachimari or Pachimari. Um, but essentially, if anybody plays Overwatch, you know, at the Hanamura map, there are those vending machines filled of the little onion octopus dudes. Um, and they you can sell they sell little plush keychains of them. I have one of them in my hands. Um, so my friend and I were in this new store in the mall that sells nerd stuff and they had the special edition ones. Um, I think these are the ones from Comic Con of last year. Um, but essentially they have my, the one I have in my hand, I really should post a picture of him. He's super cute. Uh, is there, he's purple. He's a special edition. He's purple, black, and gray. And he's a little vampire (laughs) with a little cape. It's super cute. And um, they're really nicely made. And so I I was out shopping with my friend um, who had their whole crush out. And uh, we we stopped in this store and, like, we were over by the Overwatch stuff. And I was like, they have, like, a little tiny, um, what are they called, UFO machine. And inside of the little UFO machines were all of the special edition um, Pachimari, Pachimari little things and i was like oh these are so cute but they're like 11 dollars, right because of the special edition ones um and i was like so i'm not gonna get it and then i squeezed it and it went (laughs) which they do in the game too if you hit them and they fall on the ground because you can break the ufo machine as you do in the spawn room because everybody's going crazy um they they make that sound and it's super cute and i was like oh no um and the halloween one is super duper fucking cute so my friend very graciously is like well i've dragged you around all day so i'm gonna get this for you i'm like you're absolutely not gonna get this for me and she was like well you can't fucking stop me so there um so she did and she had a coupon uh because the store is really good about giving you like um like points towards your purchases Um, so she had points towards this purchase and I get him and I love him and I immediately strap him onto my bag because I'm a fool so um and like as I'm strapping him onto my bag because he's a keychain right he's got like a little chain he's clearly meant to be on things um as I'm strapping him onto my bag though I was like "Mm," because it's one of those little like ball and uh hook kind of you know there's the little ball and then the only thing that's keeping it in is that the ball is too big to get out of the little thing you know but yeah yeah um one of those ball chains and so i was like "Mm, i might lose him but i might not so i'm going around and i'm just following her around and squeezing him every once in a while and then we get up to leave and because she was looking at some shoes and i I was basically like, you know, every girl's boyfriend who's just sitting down wherever there's a seat surrounded by all the bags. Um, that was me because I my feet hurt like a little baby. Um, so I was just like sitting down and being like, be free, my friend. Um, and so we, I got up from that spot and I realized that he wasn't on my bag anymore. Oh, no. And I like almost cried. And I think what made me most emotional about this is not the toy thing. Like, if I had bought the toy and lost the toy, I would be upset, but I wouldn't be, like, that upset. But it was that my friend paid money for me for something, and then I fucking lost it. Like, 
I mean, it was like half off, but it was still like, that's not the point. The point is, is that she went out of her way to make me happy by buying me this thing and I fucking lost it. And I felt so bad, right? Like the guilt hit me like a fucking hurricane. Um, And so we walked around the whole goddamn mall looking for it. And I was like, I bet a child picked it up and stole it. Because if I was a child, I would have stole it. It's really cute. Um, And they don't really know that they're stealing it if they just pick it up off the ground. We asked all the stores and whatever. And so I was like, guess I'll die. And I just kept saying sorry. And I was like, I'll pay you back for it. You know, like, whatever. Um, And so we were leaving the mall. And I'm like, that's not how you leave the mall, um, friend. And she's like, we're not leaving the mall yet. I'm like, what are, what's happening? Um, and so she bought me another one. <laughs> oh. But this time when we oh. went in, they like rang it up the wrong price. So it was still wasn't the full price. Uh, still wasn't the full $11. Um, but that's why I have a wee lad. Um, and I really love him and I'm really thankful and I feel really bad that I lost the other one, though. And I kept going, I abandoned my boy! Anyone who's <laughs> ever watched that, my brother, my brother, and I, like, where they did, like, actual physical episodes of them, like, film episodes, and he, Griffin, like, they all get assigned, um, or they all, like, you know, are trying to help teenagers. I remember and, this one. Yeah. I've seen this one. Yeah, and Griffin gets the, the one teenager signs up with him because his name is also Griffin, and then he gets eaten by the clown box, and Griffin's like, I've abandoned my boy! That was me. <laughs> um running through the woods like i abandoned my boy but through the mall uh but i i love him i'm not putting this one on my bag i'm just keeping him in my room for me to admire um because i don't want to lose him but me with all my various keychains that i buy from um conventions i'm just like i don't want to lose them yeah they're all like hanging off my bag making an obnoxious clicking noise my boss is like what the hell is that noise i'm like nothing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have them, I also have them, like, uh, in my room, I currently have, um, two shippy ones hanging from my, uh, the, my curtain poles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause I was like, I don't know what to do with these and I don't want to lose them. So I put them on my curtain poles. So they're not like, I, I guess they're my blind pools. Um, so they, they, they stick pretty well there. Um, but yeah, I always try to find other things to do with them. I have them on my I've pencil got some on my keys. I feel like they're pretty secure on my keys because my keys usually are stay in my bag. But like the ones on my bag, I'm like constantly checking to make sure they're still there. Yeah, I have one that's um, on my like my pencil case uh, that my other friend bought me. My very popular pencil case because it says pen orgy inside. Pencils also invited. <laughs> um, everywhere I go that I pull that pencil case out, people are like, I love this. Uh, but my Moira one is on that uh, but yeah I felt really bad mostly my salt is that I was such a dunder muffin um, but then, it's not like, your fault like it just fell off I know but I felt so bad I was like I was irresponsible um, So, but then that same friend we went to Panera and y- you know this is the friend that tells me all the stories at Panera um, and so but they didn't have any hentai stories this time. So instead, she was like, let me tell you the tale of this true crime where a woman skinned her husband whole and left his carcass like a skin suit up on this thing. And then... It was Catherine Knight, if anybody wants to look up yeah. the gory details. Yeah. But it is it, pretty gross, just it warning It is super you. gross. Yeah. And like, I'm trying to eat my chicken noodle soup. And she's over there like... 
And then she put the meat and I was like, I need to lay down. I need to exit this Panera. And I was like, you know what? I feel less bad now. Um, no, I, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the best part is the, the part where she used the word buns to describe the butt. And I was like, I need you to stop immediately. I need you to cease. Um, yeah. So I, I'm not like, I, I'm not usually like a baby, but like. I'm sorry, I was eating my chicken doodle soup. And I I love how that, I just keep saying that. I'm like, my soup. Um, yeah, that that's her idea of comfortable dinner conversation. Um, and I'm not, we're not a true crime podcast, so I won't go over the gory details. But like, I warn you that like, Australian people might know because it's like a big Australian case. Um, but yeah. It's, it was, uh, it was a time, it was actually wild, and, like, everything leading up to it was wild, um, and, like, what happens afterwards is wild, but, like, I, I just, I was just, like, this is, like, a Hannibal story while I'm trying to fucking eat my fucking food, like, the time I made a huge-ass plate of spaghetti and tried to sit down and watch Hannibal, um, Or that time that I ate, uh, Cajun Alfredo while watching... Uh, Gary's game, <laughs> We're fools, or Gerald's game, or whatever. That was that was a bad time. You're just like, no, thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, so my other my other thing is that um, I poor Kay. Kay is such a fucking trooper. Um, <laughs> but like, especially essentially, I've spent the last few weeks. Just being like, what the fuck color is Ocelot's shirt? What it? What color? Remember, is this? I went. I went through this with my bard costume too, where I was like, what color is this hat? What color is this hat? <laughs> and like the thing about it too is, I'm like, I know what I would describe this if I was painting it. It's burnt sienna. It's like burnt sienna with a little white and maybe a little bit of blue inside of it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I know exactly how to make that color, but I cannot, for the life of me, describe like what color I would describe it as to find it in a search engine. No one's gonna call their fucking button-down shirt a burnt sienna shirt. Yeah. You know, if you search if you search for men's shirt burnt sienna, you get women's shirts <laughs> that are like blouses. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the problem. So I I was looking all over for it. Topshop had one that was close, but it was sixty dollars, and I was like, not today, Satan. Um, <laughs> and so I and like I'm I'm talking to Kay, and it like specifically has like two pockets. Apparently, those are Western style shirts, which makes sense because it's also yeah. a lot. Because also it's um, a fucking nerd. He's a nerd. And I was just like, okay, fucking pretentious ass Ocelot with his fucking designer shirt. And he's like, don't touch this cat. It's Gucci. <laughs> what you wearing, Ocelot? Gucci. Gucci slams down it's his pro- sunglasses. Do you like my shirt? It's Prada. <laughs> he like, he's like, this shirt costs more than this entire base. Um, <laughs> I fucking cannot, cannot find the right shirt. And I found some that are close. And then I found one. I was like, can I dye this in case, like, I got some bad news for you? you can. Yeah, I looked at it. Because, like, my first thought was, like, what's the material? And I, if it was cotton, it would have been like, oh, yeah, no problem. But it's uh, 65% polyester, which makes it significantly more difficult to dye. Yeah, it would have been hard mode dyeing. And I'm not about that I, life. I, d- I dyed something that was um, 80% polyester once. And I had to get, like, uh, a saucepan 
like a big one from the D, from I just said I just said the DI, but that's like it's like a thrift shop. Um, think think about your like Goodwill, but Mormon. Um, so I got like a like a pot for like seven dollars from the DI um, Mormon Goodwill, and I had to get like special polyester dye. Um, and this was a couple years ago, so I don't think Rit Dye More existed, but now Rit Dye More does exist, and it's really easy to find and it's really nice. Um, and I had to just boil the shit out of the dye and then put my fabric in there and boil the shit out of that. And then, like, and it was splattering all over my stove because it was boiling. Yeah. No, I'm not but, about that um, life. Also, I think my mom. It would turned out great, but actually cut me if i got dye all over her oven like something something that i've seen other people do is they get those like rubbermaid tubs and they boil water on the stove and then they pour the boiling water in the tubs and mm. mix in the dye um I wonder... so i guess like worst case scenario you could do that because rit dye more specifically has like color formulas on their uh website so if you're like oh i need this specific red that doesn't come in a bottle they'll be like well you mix this much of this color and this much of this color and this much water, and it should be fine. So that's actually super uh, if you, helpful of them. Yeah, if you do decide to go that route, um, especially since there's a little bit of cotton in there for it to grab onto, it might be okay. It's just not gonna. It's just not the easiest route, and it's not gonna be fun. Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm like, how much do I? I'm at the point where I'm like, how much do I really care? Like, it's not like I'm like. If I really, really cared, like if this was a serious thing, I'd sew my own shirt. But that's not maybe. Happening. You could get a white shirt that's cotton and tea stain it. That might be a plan. But you got to make sure it's cotton. Okay, you're such a fucking smart person. <laughs> I am so glad I know you. Um, yeah. It'll probably come out more light brown. But if you if you really, like, really, if you throw like a bunch of tea bags in there and you get the right kind of tea and you let it steep for like hours, it might come out the right color. Yeah, because it's just, it's such a weird color. It's like a red-brown. It's yeah. not, like, a normal color, and it's, like, specifically... It kind of reminds me of, like, Southern Utah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, and, like, and, like, because it's, like, the Western-style shirt, so I need both titty pockets. And I'm, like... But then I was, like, okay, if I just put my tits out, right? Like, I just unbutton my shirt. Is anybody gonna care? Like, is anybody mm -hmm. really gonna notice and that was Ocelot's plan, too. That was... <laughs> tits no, out for Mother Base. Tits out for Mother Base with Ocelot. Um, yeah, because, like, I can find almost everything else I need on online. And even... Um, I might actually have stupid shitty spurs somewhere. Um, if I didn't throw them out. I hope I didn't throw them out. I hope they're still in that costume box. Um, from McCree. So, like, I have boots for that. And then, like, his pants are just, like, black pants. Um, and, like, just buy the holster and put all the... I, I might have to use, like... I might have to modify some Nerf um, darts, essentially. And put them in the bandolier. And, like... I And then I have, like, saved, like, the perfect holster. The only thing I... The only thing I'm going to do that's going to be, like, totally not right is that um, I have a, like, cheap plastic revolver somewhere that I'm going to use instead of whatever the fucking... His guns are, like, specifically a Metal Gear Solid 5. They're, they're single-action army Colts, aren't they? They're... Okay, there's, like, a name... Um, 
Because that's the one he's obsessed with in 3, is the Colt Single Action Army. Uh, yeah, Revolver, but- like, specifically. They're different in, um... Oh, shit. In the- in Metal Gear Solid 5. Apparently, they're, like, Tornado 6 revolvers. Um, which- so, it is a single-action army revolver, a reoccurring weapon in the franchise, often um, associated with um, uh, with Revolver Ocelot, but specifically in Metal Gear Solid V, the Tornado Revolver, um, 6 Revolver, was a six-round revolver, and, like, they're based off of an actual gun in real life, but they have this thing, and, like, technically, if I wasn't such a little bitch, I could make it, but... I could just take, like, my cheap plastic revolver, because essentially it has this, like, I am trying to give you a picture, and which doesn't help the audience, because we're, uh, audios, but, like, this is important for my discussion with Kay, so everybody just has to deal. Um, but, like, essentially there's this little thing on the top that I could make with foam, and then attach it, and then flat black the whole, like, thing, which... Okay. I mean, I could do this, um, but essentially I'd have to cut the barrel off of the, like, cheap revolver, here's, and move it down, <laughs> and then take the, because the, usually the barrel's, like, up higher over by where the chamber is, um, the top part of the chamber, but in this you have this, like, I don't actually know what this is for, if it's, like, a support thing or what it is. Um, it definitely- You can see how much we know about guns. Yeah, I- unless it's a Henry Punk action rifle, I don't know anything about it. Um, Everything I know about guns I learned from fucking Metal Gear, to be honest. <laughs> Everything I learned about guns I learned because my friend wrote a novel and, um, there are guns in it, and I know about those guns. Um, also, specifically, my, um, one of my characters has a specific revolver, um, but that's a Winchester, but- Outside of that, like, I don't know very much. But that little, like, black thing that looks like a sight thing or whatever that's on top of it. I could cannibalize a cheap plastic gun and do this. But is it worth the time effort economy? You know what nope. I'm saying? Like, I guess it depends on... Because he has two of them, too. Which... Yeah. I count six bullets. I count two guns. Sorry, that's from Django Unchained. But, like... <laughs> but it's relevant! Um... <laughs> Uh, like, they, like, they, there's two of them, so, I mean, like, I could just buy two and then just hold on to them, and then if it's coming up the con and it's just, like, too much effort, just not worry about it, but if I finish the rest of my cosplay and I still have time, um, maybe I'll do that. This is know. in the summer, right? Yeah. Okay. Which is another reason I'm like, uh, my tits are definitely gonna be out because it's gonna be hot. Um... Yeah, even cosplays that you think aren't gonna be- Kay knows this. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, this cosplay won't be hot. Like, I was literally wearing booty shorts in one cosplay, and it was still fucking hot, because I was wearing a wig and a hat and long sleeves. So it's just like, guess I'll die. Yeah. Uh, Osra surprised me. Yeah, it's also- It's like, oh, it's all cotton and, like, light fabrics, and this, this, it's really sheer. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, but it's also, like, six layers. <laughs> yeah. Then you find yourself and you're sweating your balls off. Um, if anybody has any suggestions for, like, what I should do about the wig, too, I I definitely, I mean, I can come up with cheaper solutions. 
because it's I can't afford to buy like a seventy dollar lace front wig. Um, yeah, it's gonna. They look beautiful, but oh boy. Um, oh boy. I will send you to a fake hairline tutorial. I would appreciate that because like it's just because his hair is slicked back. And I might be able to... It never looks as nice, but it looks pretty fucking good, so... Like, I might be able to get away with just, like... Because he has some loose pieces around his face, and, like, gluing those down to my head. Not with actual glue, everybody. Don't do that. With eyelash glue. Yeah. Um, Gluing those down around my head, and then, like, covering up some of the sins, you know? Like, with baby hairs, like, fake baby hairs. Um, Cover my sins. Uh, but I'll see what happens, um, because I'm much more willing to... Also, what color is his hair? It's, like, blonde white. This is the, this is the Lady Maria debate all over again. It's, like, platinum blonde. You could get away with platinum blonde. Okay. Because that, that, I just need to know what kind of wig I'm ordering. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, outside of the trouble... I was telling Kay that this is a phantom pain in my ass right now, but, like, (laughs) I'm really excited to be dressed up as Ocelot and, like finger gunning at people and telling them they're pretty good like (laughs) it's it's i just like i just want to dress up like i just want to dress up like my boy um it's a shame we don't go to the same cons it'd be pretty pretty funny if we both dressed up as different ocelots if i was mgs3 ocelot (laughs) i was thinking about that i was like i'm so sad that Kay and i can't be also little and also middle um (laughs) because it'd be so cute um yeah. If we get Jake to be uh, Shala Shaska Ocelot, that would be perfect. We have both Okay, so I asked Kay, everybody on the in the podcast, I was like, what the fuck is Shala Shaska? Like, and Kay's like, it's a stupid ass made up name. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's just a made up name. <laughs> like, I, I was like, what the fuck does this, why this? God, it's really I, funny when you go on to like Ocelot's, um, Metal Gear Wiki page because he has like eight aliases. Yeah, Ademska. <laughs> I w- I spell Ademska wrong. Ocelot. <laughs> and I was Shalachaska. like, Liquid Ocelot. Liquid Ocelot. Liquid. Um, I was like, fucking Ademska isn't even a Russian name. Like, it sure isn't. <laughs> they shouldn't even try that hard. They're just like, if we put ska at the end of it, it'll be Russian. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god. I didn't even know he had a last name. <laughs> no, he didn't. I was just making a stupid joke. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it, 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 his backstory is so fucking wild that, like, it doesn't, like, it makes sense. Is he just, is he just Adam? Like, Cher? Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they ever gave him a last name. But. so sad. He's last nameless, and and he just leans on the table. It, it's a big boss, and he's like, I don't have a last name. Can I have you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't be shippy on the podcast. Everybody ignore that I said that. Um, also, he's so thirsty, though. He's so thirsty. He, <laughs> fucking, I'm just, the scene... The scene before the scene that I think of the gif, all of the torture room scene, the gif of my life, um, where he's just, like, holding the bullet in his hand, his bullet necklace he's made in his hands, and I'm like, oh, there's no heterosexual explanation for this. It's a Russian two-aunt. 
Yeah, that's like 90% yeah. of the like weird stuff that happens in the Metal Gear games. And you're like, there's no other explanation than the obvious explanation, but the obvious explanation seems like something that Kojima wouldn't write, you know? Yeah. Like the like the thing about how like okay big boss has been in a coma and like the room is filled with flowers and they're from awesome <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like um <laughs> there's like a very easy explanation for this but like was it what kojima intended who will never know um, we'll never know we'll never know um Although I keep thinking about how everybody was like, Raiden's an awful character, and then he's like, ah, yes, well, here he is now with high heels and this killer fucking cyborg and also an ass that won't quit. Suck on that. Um, And I'm like, y'all are, everybody, there's also one of the main um, artists, I appreciate this though, Um, this is one of the like main artists who did the concept art, this is unrelated, but I guess we are talking about like design for these costumes um he was talking is a lot of the box art that you see or like the in the um descriptions of the the you know like the art books and whatnot um there was one time where he was talking about Raiden's design and he's just like you know I, I was like maybe this is too beautiful or sexy but like I design everybody beautiful and sexy so I just went with it and I was just like ain't that that's that's next time someone's like isn't this character too pretty and i'm like all my characters are pretty you fool (laughs) like at least if he's gonna be thirsty there's also one where like i'll i'll find the picture but there's like a concept art picture where snake is like helping raiden out like kind of like semi carrying him semi like arm around his shoulder like helping him out and raiden's nipples are just out and like, his suit is all ripped up, and his nipples are out. <laughs> and I'm like, I I see you, bitch. And I and I can say that, because I also draw. So I'm like, I see you, you, you I see you with the nipples out. It's like how in uh, Star Trek, the original series, how Kirk's shirt would always rip open around his boobies. <laughs> yeah. Um, right over the nipples. Right over the nip-nops. Uh, so, anyway, my point was, I'm having a really hard time because Ocelot's an extra bitch and, like, had to make everything more complicated than it, like, finding cheap, like, um, fake leather gloves in black, super easy. Finding them in red, I can still do it, but it's harder, and I'm angry. Um, yeah, because I'm definitely not sewing gloves, because every time I think, I... Every time I think about sewing gloves, I think about the gloves I tried on from the David Bowie Labyrinth costume my friend got me for Christmas that are just atrocious. I should put them on and take a picture. They're really bad. We were all laugh crying because they look like mittens. Like, (laughs) it's so bad. Um, I hate making gloves. Even like the easy cheater spandex gloves where you just trace your hand. It's terrible. Yeah, it's just a bad time. So I don't want to do that. So I'm just going to buy them. Um, But... Yeah, I I absolutely could not find them in men's gloves, so I'm buying women's gloves because they they just don't. Apparently, men just don't want to wear hot red gloves, but they could too. They too could have that ocelot swag. Um, <laughs> those fools. Um, so that's that. And then the salt about deadly class is that like 
I can't tell if it's racism, but there's definitely a little bit of, like, questionable race associations. And I, and also questionable, like, like, treatment of female characters. And I can't tell if this is something that was just added in the show, or if it's, like, something that's in the comics, so I can't speak for the comics. But, like, in the show, so far, I've been like, hmm, this is questionable. Um... I don't know how I feel about it, and like I and like I was saying, like I don't know. There's just some some stuff that's like a little bit, mm, and I don't know if it's just like the way it's presented, like I said in the show format. Um, also, just like the nature of it, and also the like fact that uh, there's goat fucking in this show. Now it's off screen. Uh, okay, but I have to hear the goats cry. And I'm, I was so upset, y'all. This um, sounds like a real, like, three edgy five me kind of Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's one of the people that you assume is going to be murdered. Um, so, like, I don't know that he'll actually be there that long. But, like, I was not prepared for goat fucking. And uh, I want you to be warned, though, if you're going to watch the show, that there's, there's, like, there's some dark stuff in it um and uh yeah there's some questionable choices i think that were made with it and also it feels really fast like it feels super fast paced um that might just like i said be the like they when i was watching the behind the scenes stuff they said they were filling out some of the stuff from the comics but sometimes it feels like they just like filled out random useless stuff and not like anything that actually made it flow better um the pilot was particularly bad the second episode was not as bad so i'll give them that maybe they just need to like pick up you know there's a lot to explain in a pilot um but yeah there's definitely some questionable choices um and but i i I, st- I still, I still, I can't make a final judgment on it because I haven't, there, I haven't experienced enough of it to say, like, if that's just something we're gonna go on with. The main character's also kind of annoying. Um, he's not a bad guy. I mean, he kills people, but, like, if, when everybody kills people, it's hard to, like, sift people out as good or bad, you know? Um, but, like, he just, um... He, how do I, how do I put this? You, you know, like the narrator and catcher in the rye. Yeah. You know how he is. Yeah. This guy is kind of like that. Oh. And he's kind of like, like, and part of it, it's like the fact that it's the eighties, and I, I don't know if that's like. One of the, and, like, so, like, the whole, like, nihilism, nihilism, nihilism sort of thing is really popular, like, gaining traction into the 90s or whatever, but, like, he's kind of like that. Um, I don't know if that's something he's gonna grow out of, like, he's growing as a character, because the show just started, you know? Um, and he does seem to, like, he'll say stuff at the beginning of the episode, and I'm like, my dude! And then by the end of the episode, he's like, oh shit, I was wrong. Um... So I think it, it might just be a growing thing. But yeah, it's kind of hard for me to, because if people didn't know, I hate Catcher in the Rye. And I know people are <laughs> going to come for me. Um, I hate the way it's written. I I just, I don't like that style. It's just a style choice and I don't like it. Um, 
And I just didn't care for it. And I feel like it's one of those things that I spent my whole life people being like, you need to read Catcher in the Rye. You need to read Catcher in the Rye. And I did. And then I was like, this is it. This is this is what you made me read. Um, so fuck Catcher in the Rye. Don't at me. Um, uh, but if if you don't mind that narrator's voice, like I don't think you'll mind this character's voice very much. But he does have a very similar um, voice. Uh but, like, I'm, I'm going to keep watching it. I could probably only watch one episode at a time because I think it was so intense that watching two episodes in a row like that just wasn't good for me because I'm very sensitive. I'm sensitive, Aubrey! There's a vine, sorry. Um, yeah, I am sensitive. So, But if you're less sensitive than me, then you could probably just, like, go at it. There's only two episodes so far, um, but it's currently airing. And my last piece of salt is something I don't want to go too much into because I don't, I don't want this to be a bummer place. I want people to come here and feel like comfortable, but I don't want anyone to think that for a hot second, I'm okay with this trans military ban thing going through or like even that it was recommended at all. And especially at the point where like, not the president, but the like head of, so not, you know, like president level but like the head of our military beneath that was like there's really no point to this and he's pretty conservative and like for that to be like there's really no reason to do this and then like just have it go through and people are like well why are you upset like who wants to go die in war anyway and i'm like it's not the war that's the issue it's the precedent that it sets for this type of legislation and it's real fucking scary um it always just makes me think of my poli sci teacher who was trying to warn people um, when they said they weren't going to vote in the next election because they didn't think their vote mattered and they didn't vote in the last election, um, the one that Trump won in. And he's like, do you like your rights? Well, then you got to fight for them. And he's like, just because you have something doesn't mean that somebody isn't going to fucking take it away from you later. Um, you got to fight for your right to party and all that. <laughs> and all that. And uh, he wasn't joking. Like, that's, that's the last thing he said to us. He, like, before we left for winter break, we were all, well, I wasn't eating cupcakes, but people were eating cupcakes, and uh, he's like, you know, everybody's laughing, and he's like, but seriously, though, you will lose your rights if you aren't paying attention. Um, <laughs> and he's like, have a nice break, bye! Um, but I, I just, I... I think about that a lot when people like I will drop kick you into the sun for not voting. Like it's it's my like if if you can, like if you have the power to vote and you're not voting, I will find you. Um and your neighbors will be like, "My god, it's Jason Bourne." Um <laughs> but no, I I'm just so everybody knows like it's the precedent it sets, not necessarily the particular law itself although denying anybody their human rights or acknowledgement as a human being like and as their true self is egregious so fuck that um but like i said i don't want to get too into it just know that um i love you guys and care about you and for my mutuals and stuff if you need to hit me up ever having a bad day um need some support 
uh, my DMs are open. They're actually open now because I was informed by someone that my DMs were not open to people who weren't uh, mutuals or like who are following. So I fixed that. Um, though, if you DM me random crap, I will block your ass. Like, <laughs> I twenty. I have blocked so many people this year. 2019, it's only January, and I have blocked several people. Um, blocked and reported. I don't know why I was afraid of blocking before. I wish I could block people IRL. Jesus. Like, that was an episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> I was like, I, I want to restrict your access to me. <laughs> I guess that's a restraining order, but like, yeah, it's to, not as effective as a block. Yeah, it's not as effective as a block, and you have to go fill out paperwork. It takes me like a hot second to block people. Um, yeah, I used to open up my uh, private messages on Tumblr, and every once in a while, uh, some fool would ruin it for everyone, and I'd be like, "They're closed again until further notice." And then every time I open them back up again, I'd be like, "Watch it." Um, but my mutuals, who are my friends and stuff, like, you know that I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm always accessible. Um, and I have to have my DMs open because that's where I l- have people message me about commissions. And I just, somebody thankfully let me know that they weren't open to everybody. Um, but yes, I care about you and I'm worried about everyone. And I'm, I'm big mad. Um, and and my final piece of salt isn't really salt, but it is, again, me reminding me that you, if you act a fool in my DMs, I will block you. <laughs> and then I think we can move on to imported salt. All right. Um, Unless you have anything to say, Kay, I just fucking bulldozed I, right over you. I don't, know. You're, you covered it. Um, um, but the first piece of imported salt comes from Maya Sinclair at uh, Maya underscore Sinclair. I just realized I spelled her name wrong, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, three I things. you still fixed it. I still fixed it because it matters to me. <laughs> um, three things. Excellent episodes. Um, two. I spent over 150 hours with Askreed Syndicate and over 90% of the time was with Evie, so she was definitely the main character, not Jacob. Um, I think Nikki's point there was that the writing favors Jacob. Um, oh, yeah. But not necessarily, they didn't, like, necessarily force you to play as Jacob very often. But, um, anyway, moving on. My favorite thing early on with that series was the Animus thing. It's what, it is what drew me to the series. Yes, they drew, dropped the ball on it, but I'm super salty when people say it was pointless bad content. It being poorly realized doesn't mean it wasn't a cool idea. I accept you all feel differently, but it had a lot of potential for me. Um, and the last point was, what the fuck is with people not drinking at a con? I am all about having a flask with me at a con. Um, I, I have to disagree that the, the Animus was ever a good idea. I'm sorry, but I just don't think it was, it is definitely I, poorly realized, but I, I don't think it was a very good concept to begin with. I think, like, also on top of that, like, it put them in such writing, like, yeah. They limited themselves a lot with it. And yeah. I think anytime you create a device and you create a device to limit yourself, it's not necessarily a good device. Um, it could maybe work in a different franchise, um, but with the way that it ended up, they kind of ended up getting stuck with it in Assassin's Creed, it really just hinders the series. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think they could have, after it didn't work, they could have just abandoned it. Um, 
And I, I mean, like, I, it doesn't logically make any sense, but like, it's a video game, so it doesn't have to. Like the whole animus yeah. thing, uh, and has, like I said, when it was realized in live action in a film where they had to talk about it more and they really started talking about the line of why they created this thing and what they were looking for and why they were looking for it became super problematic real fast because if you put any level of thought into it beyond like video game logic whoa boy if you um, think about it more than not at all it's like yeah. oof. oof um but and, and, yeah, and like I don't think they intended that at all. Like I don't think they intended the problematic logic at all. Like I no, will it just not happened. say that. It just happened. <laughs> it's just like one of those things that like once you invite this sort of talk about this specific thing, it becomes an issue. Um if you think about it any longer than not thinking about it at all. Uh however, I yeah. respect your right to enjoy it. Yes, of course. Of course. You like, are allowed to like things. Um and it, as to your last point, like, yeah, Utah, uh, liquor laws are outrageous here, and people don't drink at cons, really, so I don't know what to tell you. It's fun to drink at cons. I've done it once or twice out of state, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I I also kind of like drunk people at cons, too, sometimes. Not always, but sometimes, like... As long as they're not, like, so smashed that they're, like, falling all over anything. themselves or puking yeah. or whatever... If they're just like, I'm drunk, what's up? It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, there was the man in the T-Rex suit who was, like, dying. And he's like, he he looks at us. He's like, can I just stand here for a second? I'm so sorry. And he's like, but I am dying. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you're in a T-Rex suit. Like, take a break. <laughs> but he was like, he was having a good time. But, like, d- drinking plus being in a really hot costume is like... Yeah, with those, even with those little fans going, it doesn't, they're not yeah. comfortable to wear. Um, so our, our second and last piece of, could I just say at night underscore twitten? Um, yeah. You really, you really support us. You, like everyone does, but like, I feel like almost every single week you're here in our imported salt. So bless you. Um, not that I don't bless you too, my... But you're a robot, so what blessings? Yeah, it, take him a right in once in a while. We, we love, love you too. We're not. We're not but I'm trying to like, throw shade here. Yeah, no, I'm just specifically being like, damn at night underscore twitten. You here all the time, and I think I should be should be like I don't know, like thanks, acknowledge, acknowledge. Thank yeah. you. Um, thank anybody who sends in like important yes. stuff, but also. I, I just see you a lot. So Lord of the LGBTQIA plus likes at night underscore twitten. Um, Australia. This is in all caps, by the way. Hot. Also in all caps. It reached 43 degrees here in Perth and I evaporated. That's 110 for y'all stateside. Like I've been through hotter, but this was on a day where I had dared to be outside. That's, also, that's a foolish mistake. You fool. God, how does anybody in fucking Australia live? Um, it used to be 110 here sometimes. Like. Yeah, I know. But, like, also, they have just things like fucking trees just trying to kill them and shit. Um, it's true. Yeah. Also, it's National Day tomorrow, and I'm not looking forward to a long weekend of unbridled patriotism, flags, and heightened casual racism. Yeah. Big yeah. mood. Yeah. That's fucking Fourth of July here. 
Plus the addition of, is it gunshots or fireworks? Who knows? Who knows? Um, Yeah, also... Random, random note, but uh, seeing some people who definitely don't know anything about Australia um, retweeting a bunch of stuff about National Day for Australia, and I'm like, hmm, you definitely don't know what's going on politically in Australia right now. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Hmm. I'm sorry. Who the fuck is texting me? I'm talking about Australia. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, basically, I feel your bruh, and like. Like I said, I think America, because because I live in Cali, mostly it's an excuse to set off fireworks, but, like, any excuse to set off fireworks, it is just a little nauseating to, like, have to walk around and see our flag everywhere. It, you should know that in the U.S., though, like, our flag is everywhere. It's fucking all the everywhere time. all the time. Like, you go to McDonald's, and McDonald's has its own flag, and then on top of that, there's a United States flag. Like, in in the park they might also have a state flag depending yeah and at the mall like i remember a lot of my friends um who were foreign exchange students um were just like why is your flag everywhere are they afraid that you will forget what country you're in (laughs) i guess i'm like bitch i never even thought of i never thought about it i and and that's yeah. When you the, grow up with it, you don't think it's weird. You don't think it's weird, and um and but as I get older and I learn more about politics and I learn more about uh, propaganda tactics, it's a little bit scary sometimes because I'm like, oh shit, like our flag is everywhere. So like I'm I I I feel you, bruh. It is weird when suddenly there's just like a random day where everybody is screaming, and you would like to say that it's like, oh yes, I'm proud to be American or in your case Australian but a lot of times there's a lot of other negative stuff that comes with that that's unfortunate yep Uh, please don't melt though yeah please don't melt try to stay hydrated all that stuff stay cool I, I I had a really bad thought and I don't I don't know if I should say it because I don't want I don't want him to think it's about him specifically but like you know, in days so hot, you want to put ice cubes in your asshole. <laughs> that's and like that's can't say that I do. <laughs> I don't either. But that's what came into my head. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Is it from something. No, I just <laughs> my brain just went like, what if my brain? This is how it worked. Jesse went. It's hot outside. What do I do when it's hot? Oh, I put ice cubes in my mouth sometimes. Oh, you like you put ice packs on. What if you put ice cubes in your asshole? And then that's where it went. That was the train of logic. And then I was like, I don't want Night Twitten to think I'm telling them to put ice cubes in their asshole because I will not be responsible for that. And also, it's a weird thing to say to anybody, anyone, um, unless unless it's my friends. I say that kind of shit all the time because they know I'm not serious. But like. But I, and then I was like, I can't say this, but then I'm like, ice cubes in the asshole might be a funny thing to say. So then I was like, I have to let it out. But that's how my brain logic works. If anybody's wondering, how does Jesse's brain work? All of that happened in a matter of seconds, by the way. My brain just went like, boom, 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 ice asshole. Um, Sorry, but. uh, Well, on that note, that's our (laughs) show for the week. 
Jesse, where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> you can find me as at Filthy Wizard on Twitter and Filthy Magic User on Instagram and Twitch. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade. Again, that Final Fantasy stream is going to be at 7 p.m. MST, twitch.tv slash Humanity Upgrade. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook as Crowfeather Cosplay. You can find our Wayward co-host Jake uh, at Jake underscore Lionheart on Twitter. Um, and you can find our podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt um, or on the saltreport.fireside.fm or anywhere else you get your podcasts, pretty much. Um, if you'd like to support the show, consider donating to our Kofi, that's ko-fi.com slash saltreport, or leave us a review on iTunes or, again, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and with that, that's our show. Bye! Bye!